0: Pathway to Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, episode number 89, Total Life Freedom, with the author of Freelance to Freedom, Vincent Puglisi.
1: This is Jeff Sanders, author of The Free Time Formula, helping busy people find happiness, focus, and productivity. My friend, Dr. Brad Miller, will help you find your promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose right here on the Pathway to Promise podcast.
2: You're on the pathway to promise with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes every person has a God given promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose, and that you must have a plan and a guide to get there. The Pathway to Promise podcast not only is your guide through the wilderness of depression and disappointment that stand between you and your promised life, but also brings you insights and direction from inspiring, successful thought leaders who have transformed their lives. Welcome to the Pathway to Promise. Now, here's Brad.
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to Pathway to Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. It's awesome to have you here with me today as we talk about things that matter. Something that matters a lot is having fulfillment and freedom in your life. And what if you don't have that? What if your job isn't fulfilling? What if you're financially stressed? What if there's stresses in your family relationships, in your marriage, and in your with your children, and with your parents? What if there's stress everywhere that's causing you to feel compressed and stressed? Our author today, Vincent Puglisi, is going to be sharing with us freedom. He's the author of Freelance to Freedom, and he's going to be sharing with us what we, what he did in his life when he felt constricted. In all these areas. Here at the Pathway to Promise podcast, we are all about helping you to overcome stresses in your life. Whether it's the pressure of debt that's crushing you. Or maybe you're not fulfilled in the workplace. Maybe you've got depression. Or maybe you've experienced a death in the family. Or perhaps you've had a diagnosis of some something bad, like a disease, cancer or something. Maybe relationship is messed up. Divorce. Whatever it is, we're here to be helpful to you. On the Pathway to Promise podcast, we teach and we lead about a, a process to help you discover your God-given promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. And we do so by teaching about that, and also by sharing with great guests like we have today. You can always go to our, our website, PathwayPromise.com, find out more about us, find back issues of the podcast and also some other helpful tools for you there to help you overcome adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. One of the ways we do that is talking to great people like Vincent Puglisi. Vincent and I have some things in common. We both spent some time living in Evansville, Indiana. We had different uh, paths there. He was a photographer for the local newspaper, an award-winning photographer, and I was a pastor of a church there. And uh, But he also found himself in a situation where He was winning awards for his photography, he was successful in his career, but it wasn't working in other aspects of his life, including financially. And he didn't feel like he had the flexibility and the freedom that he really wanted to have to spend time with his children, to be involved with his spouse, and to have freedom in his life to have what he really wanted to do, to have quality in his life. So that's what I wanted to talk to you today, what we want to talk about today. Here's having quality that comes in your life and doing whatever it takes to break some patterns, to have freedom. You're going to love this interview we have here today with Vincent Puglasey from the Total Life Freedom podcast and the author of Freelance to Freedom. And our guest today is an author and a podcaster, Vincent Puglasey. He is all about people who desire freedom in their life. To do the work they love, to thrive financially, to control your time, to own your own business, to own your own life, and he has several methods and things that he's done in his life to help him do that. He has a free, uh, he has a book called "Freelance to Freedom." We'll say more about that in a little bit, and a podcast called "The Total Life Freedom Podcast." It's all about freedom with Vincent Puglisi. Vincent, welcome to Pathway to Promise. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me here. It's awesome to have you here, Vince. Uh, Love what you have to share about having freedom in your life. And uh, I've seen your uh, work and other aspects of, we'll talk about what you're doing now. But I uh, first got acquainted with you as a photographer in my hometown newspaper, of Evansville, Indiana, and I saw your work then. So what I'd like to hear a little bit about you is just a little bit about your life, kind of got, got you from a small city photographer, and you can say more about that. To what you are now, a leader of a, of a dynamic business, an author, a podcaster, tell me a little bit about your story,
1: my friend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of layers to it in terms of like you know what adversity. There's it seems like it happened at every every stage. That's why some people ask me like, what is the how did you get through it? It depends on which part of the story you ask. Right? Um, for me, in the beginning, I was a terrible student. Um, I was lost. So the people that didn't do well in school and wanted to do something later on in life. I'm kind of, you know, somebody that went through that because I just learned on the day before graduation that I was even graduating from high school. Um, I was arrested when I was 18 years old for stealing. I had no moral compass, really rough time in my life. And that went on until I was 22 years old when really I, I, I had a nightmare that I got caught stealing again. I was living with my parents again. And I went downstairs to just kind of contemplate. It was the first time I ever said to myself, like, what are you doing with your life? and I you know my dad came downstairs and me and my dad didn't get along as you could imagine because I wouldn't get along with me at that point um but he said to me goes what's wrong and I said I don't know what I'm doing with my life and he very succinctly was just you know two o'clock in the morning well you like taking pictures you like sports that's all I did was watch sports or or listen to music he's like why don't you take a photography class you could maybe be a sports photographer and you know a couple years earlier I, I just realized you know I have nothing to lose anymore because I had nothing to gain. There was no, no, there was no expectations. So I said, I'm going to go all in. And that's when I just, I decided I bought a camera the next day. I signed up to community college to learn, you know, something about photography, which I didn't know much about. And I said, for the first time, like I am dedicated, I'm going to do this. And a year later I was shooting professional sports. I wasn't making much money, but I was doing what I love to do for the first time. And that's what led to a 20 something year career in that.
0: Yeah. And so you found something you were passionate about and loved to do, and that led you to a career in sports photography. And, but there's somewhere along the line, things didn't quite work out in that part of your life in your professional yep. life as a photographer, and that led you to go some different directions. You ran into some adversity. The theme of what our podcast is about is helping people overcome adversity. So
1: share with us a little bit of that part of the story where you run into some blocks and some things you had to, had to overcome. Yeah, we were kind of normal. You know, I'd gotten out of it. You know, my, my school days were behind me. I was, I was named William Randolph Hearst National Photographer of the Year um, out of college. So I was the top college student, which is the opposite of what I was in high school. Met my awesome wife at college at Ohio University and got jobs in Evansville. So, but we became normal. We both got staff jobs right out of college. And unlike before, now I got complacent. You know, we, we, we got a mortgage. I got a car payment. We had student loans. We started buying stuff on credit card. We became just like everybody else. We became Real real life hit you, didn't it? Yeah, well, it didn't hit as much as I went after it. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Nobody made me do it. I just basically decided to be like everybody else, which is not me. And so what happened was I was, you know, shooting pro, pro sports. So from Evansville, I was going to St. Louis to shoot the Rams games back when they were the best team in football and the Titans. And, you know, I'm really aggressive in terms of shooting these things. And I won International Sports Photographer of the Year, which is the biggest award that you could win in my field. And at the same time, I won it. Elizabeth won a major award in the same competition. And we got flown to Washington, D.C. to National Geographic for the award ceremony. Really big deal. At the same time, Elizabeth got pregnant with our first son. We were married a year early, two years earlier. So it all came down. Andrew, who's now 14, he's one month from being born. I just won this award. And everybody's like, Oh, this is when you get your raise. Cause I was only making $32,000 a year, <laughs> but I was, you know, considered one of the top. So I went into my boss for the, for the interview in terms of what, uh, in terms of the raise. And he said to me, you know, you had your best year ever. I know you have the baby coming, blah, blah, blah. But the best we could do is give you 3%. Yeah, that stings.
0: Absolutely. That stings.
1: And it's one of those things where you just go. And I said to him, I said, no matter what I do, cause I worked 20 hours overtime every week to make sure that photography was fantastic. We all did. We went above and beyond. And I said to them, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I work, no matter how many awards I win, I just stopped myself. And this is my dream career. Now this is like, this is the thing that I've been fighting for for 10 years. And I remember just sitting there and saying, it's over. I can't do this because I've got a baby on the way. And I looked out into the newsroom and I saw, and it just hit me how disgruntled so many people were.
0: You had an an aha moment, moment, didn't
1: you? Total aha moment where you realize all the stuff that you've been hearing, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. And it's like, I don't want to be 65 and complaining about my job and struggling with money. And so I went home and I was really, you know, I was supposed to be working. I just left and I called my dad to see if I could do some work for him. And he said, no. See if my dad's (laughs) turning Okay. That hurts too, doesn't it? My goodness. So that's that moment. I still remember like it was yesterday, but he said something to me that changed my life. He said, I've been trying to tell you this for years. You haven't listened. Maybe you'll listen this time. He said, you have a skill, but you're not using it correctly. And I'm listening. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you're settling for 30. He goes, you've become a really good photographer. You didn't used to be, but you worked really hard. You became that. But you're settling for $32,000 a year and benefits where you can go shoot sports. You can go shoot weddings. You can go shoot commercial work. You can make as much money as you want to make and control your schedule but you're settling for this, and to hear your dad say that, where well, usually your parents push you towards something more safe, right? And that was the way my mom was. Very, you know, she yeah. had a government job, slow and steady. And we decided that day to start a business. And it's awesome, settle. though. He's telling you not settle. That's an settle. awesome. That's an awesome thing. And and
0: you heard it, and you did something about it, didn't you? What were some of the actions that you took to not settle?
1: Immediately, I started calling photographers in the phone book. Like you remember the phone book? I, I would oh, yeah. call them up. That soon we got the phone and every one of them turned me down. Can I be an assistant? Can I be a second shooter? They all turned me down. They knew who I was. They'd seen me in the newspaper. I'd been there for five years, four years. And finally, I just took the phone book and I threw it against the wall. And I was like, you know, you always hear like, if you can't beat them, join them. And I was like, well, if you can't join them, we're going to beat them. And we're going to start a business. So that's literally how it started, not knowing anything about business. So whenever people say like, I don't know anything about business. I'm not a business person. I'm not not, neither were we. We were employees. And, but we had to, if we wanted the life of freedom that we wanted, we needed to get uncomfortable and do that. Yeah. So what were some of, so you started this business
0: and so uh, were you doing like weddings and this type of thing? Yeah. We
1: started with the weddings because we figured we can get the Saturdays, we can make more money in short amount of time, and we can take our journalism background and just bring that to weddings so your wife was with you you on these yeah she's a better photographer than i am yeah so i she she gets downplayed in the story so much because we just keep talking about these things but she's a phenomenal photographer but she also wasn't into the business idea Mm -hmm. so we need to go into this with a with a baby on the way by the way right she's about to give birth and we booked our first wedding a week before andrew was born Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything. So you, had, we were doing. you had to have a transformation of your mindset then,
0: didn't you, Vince? You had to transform from a, a kind of a corporate gig type of thing to business
1: and entrepreneurial type of thing. Immediately from employee to entrepreneur. Hmm. And now what do I read? What do I study? Did you leave your job immediately? No, or? no we weren't yeah. that bold. All Looking right. back, as soon as everybody like, what would you do differently? And I would have invested in myself more instead of being so scarce with our money even though we paid out our debt in three and a half years, but I would have, I would have quit sooner knowing what the potential was, but we didn't know. So sure. I was scared.
0: Yeah. There's that unknown factor and, you know, and such, there's such a tug also when you're in the corporate world, when you're in the world where most of us are, there's such that tug almost that, uh, Magnetic thing to keep you there in that world. Oh, including you,
1: your including your coworkers. Everybody yeah. crazy to go start a business. They're all not doing it. Why would you, why won't you just be happy with what you have, right? Just be happy you have a job. And yeah. and I didn't want to settle. That, that sounds like settling, doesn't it? It absolutely sounds like settling. <laughs> that's what, but that's what everybody wants you to do because I think if you go and do it, it shines the light on them that they didn't do it.
0: Sure, sure. And uh, the, with the uh, with the risk. Does come the possibility of failure,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: also comes the possibility of success and reward.
1: Exactly. So, mm-hmm.
0: tell me a little bit about uh, some of the uh, processes that you did. Kind of on the, I want to delve a little bit further with you, Vince, on this area of this inner uh, mindset change that you had and. Yeah. What, uh, what happened to, uh, what kind of work did you have to do on this mindset change? I know you said you had to take action immediately, but what kind of inner work did you do? Did you look for books? Did you look for tapes? Did you look for a, a, any kind of spiritual insight? Did you,
1: where, where did you go to feed yourself in this area? Yeah, it's a great question because, you know, we were talking earlier about masterminds. Like that wasn't around in 2005 the way it is today. There wasn't the online community that you can just go, I want to be a part of a group of people doing what, I want, what I'm doing, what I want to be doing. So we relied on books a lot. You know, for money-wise, it was Dave Ramsey. He's the one that guided us through. But, I mean, mindset-wise, in terms of business, it was people like Seth Godin. Um, I found his books within two months of doing this, and I just consumed them. Um, Dan Miller, just people, people that were just thinking differently about this world thinking differently about what the possibilities were and how to get over the limiting beliefs that we have. And for me, and I'm not sure if there's everybody for me, it was very much getting going from being selfish to being generous. Mm, Because I went from a phase where not a phase, but a life where, you know, you got to get what you got to get, right? You've got to do what's best for you. Sure. And that's the way the world worked. And then you meet somebody like Seth, where it's just like generosity will get Everybody with baby, Zig Ziglar, you know, you can have anything in life you want. If you just help enough other people get what they want. Sure.
0: And that, that message of the, how you become fed and how you receive abundance out of generosity is such an anathema to a lot of the thinking we have, which is geared around lack and mm-hmm. getting what you can and, yep. and just, you know, that consumption type mentality. So that had to break some patterns for you there.
1: Totally. You know, and I, and I came from a doggy dog world of New York. You know, in terms of what you're shooting, I was a photographer there, and it was no. It wasn't very many people helping each other out. There wasn't a lot like if you went to be helpful, people looked at you with a really kind of like, "What do you? What's your angle?" Yeah.
0: Type of thing. Okay.
1: And so this, so this is my mission now, is to make the business world a better place.
0: Awesome, I, awesome. I, I, tell me, tell me about your relationship with uh, how did your wife? You, you mentioned two people that I heard, heard you say were supportive of you in this process, Vince, your dad and your wife who joined you in your endeavors. Yep. I'd like to hear a little bit about how those relationships worked, how you worked with those relationships or any others that came into your life to help you break through and move forward. Because anytime you start something new, when you have uh, you know, all the adversity, you had a new baby and all this type of thing yep. as well. Uh, you got to have uh, challenges to things. Things don't always go smoothly. How yep. did your relationship with your wife or others come into play and help you get through all
1: this process? in all honesty, it was a very lonely existence okay. at that time. It was my wife and I, my dad was there at those moments, you know, at those, that moment when I was 22 and that moment when I was 32, but we always had a strained relationship. We never, were so much alike that we never got each other. I mean, even to now it's, it's not the greatest. It's just not. Um, but that's life. It mm-hmm. happens. Sure. But with my wife, she's the greatest because she was the one person that believed in me. And we believed in each other. And that was the key to all this. We've run multiple businesses together. We went to college together. And it wouldn't be this way without her. If she didn't believe in me, and she didn't believe in this, and she was skeptical in the beginning. She also had an employee mindset. So I was the one pushing, let's get out of debt. Let's start a business. And she went along with me, because I could be bullheaded. So I'm kind of yeah. hard not to go along with the, in some, something like that. Like, we're going to do sure. this. Here. Um but she was supportive and then once she saw that we could actually even the slightest sign that we could actually do that we were locked in and that okay. was the relationship that did it. So having a win helped didn't it?
0: Having some yes. sort of a affirmation of a win helped you with with her and uh and
1: with moving forward and that that's that's a, a, a great thing. Well of course because you if I showed no sign of being the person that was going to do this Okay. <laughs> so she wasn't like, oh, I just trust you. I know it's going to work. She couldn't. Yeah. yeah. You kind of shocked her, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, when when this started working, it just, it was a different world. It's like, wait a second. I'm in control of this. And I think I've always battled that in my life because I wanted control. So I didn't like school and I didn't get it. So I always wanted to play by my own rules since sure. I was five years old. That's why school and working for somebody else never worked. I So once I was able to run the show for lack of a better term. Now I can make, it's, it's, it's always worked that way. That's great. That's
0: great. Well, let's, uh, these are some of the parts of your story. And yet one of the things I've found out about you and learned about you is you've been able to interpret this transitions that you've been made in order to speak into the life of other people. And you have a book about called freelance to freedom and, and your in uh, your podcast is the total, uh, the total life freedom podcast. So you are really focusing on freedom Mm -hmm. and how you need to make these decisions here. What are some of the, what do you teach people when people come to you now? You know, you said there was a world out there when you first started in 2005 or so lonely existence that has to be now. And I know that you're a part of being helpful to other people. What are some disciplines that you teach people? What are some processes? What are some options that you're able to speak into people's lives now that they're helpful to them to help people who are stuck for whatever
1: reason in their life to break yeah. out of that and move forward. I bring people honesty and I bring them questions that other people don't ask them that are difficult. That's okay. what I, I you have. Made, no, you made an example of what you're talking about. I think a lot of people aren't honest with people in these situations. I'm going to write a book, you know, I'm doing this thing, but I'm going to go write a book about yoga. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. You should go do that. And I'm the one that's like, are you crazy? Like you're on this path and this is working well and you're gonna divert your attention to something because other people think you should do it. And then they're like, wait, what do you, and then we'll talk about that because truly focusing on what you're gonna do and eliminating all the other distractions is is so important and fear stops people from doing that stuff. Mm. Fear of failure, so they divert to all these different things because nothing really is gonna fall through. I'll try my hand in this. So I just challenge people on this stuff and on their limiting beliefs and on what they're afraid of to really get to what the answer of what, what it really is that they want and what it is that they're really afraid of. Hmm. And once you break through that, the answers are completely different and then you can go from there. Yeah. So you're not afraid to challenge people, are you Vince? That's my job. That is my job. If I just go along with it, I'm not doing anybody the service. There you go. And here's the other thing. I am more than happy to lose clients over it. More than happy.
0: That's why that little bit of that New York edge comes into play here, doesn't it? And that, that, that's awesome. I love that. I well,
1: because it's not about me. It's about them. Sure. And if I don't want to challenge people and we just want to be status quo, that's not doing, that's not helping anybody. It's not helping our group because there's not growth going on and it's not helping them. It's not, even if they're paying me, I don't feel right. I'd rather you get pissed at me and quit, but make you think. And a year from now, you come back and be like, that was the best thing that happened. Or you go through the growth right now. But one way or the other, something you need to make progress.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the things I find, Vince, is that a lot of people will get stuck in, I sometimes call it the malaise of mediocrity, where people get kind of in this, you know, just going through the motions. They're going through things, and they don't think they can break break through that. And they get complacent and almost content in that, even though they're miserable. But they still are in this place of, of meaning less In life, Mm -hmm. and in order to get the meaningfulness of life, you got to break some patterns, you got to do things dramatically different. You know, I'll give you one example in my life about 10 12 years ago, I lost like 100 pounds. In order to do that, you know, I'm still not a skinny guy today by any means, but in order to do that, I had to have some major mind shifts, some major physical health shifts, and some major support system from some other people, and that was an important thing for me. Give me an example of when you're speaking to these people. You work with mastermind groups now and others now. I'd like to hear about an example of somebody that you've had some influence in your life who really did make some pretty profound shifts. Tell me about an example of somebody in your life who you've been impactful on.
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, we have one guy named Adam Zock. He's a brilliant guy. He's 32 years old. He is, like, He's at the point where I started writing my book, and he is so close to so many breakthroughs but he came into the group and we get a lot of this, like a 10 year plan for his real estate to take him out of his job. And from the first phone call, I'm like, I'm like, why 10 years? And that was just something he made up in his head. So like, why can't you do this in a year? So that was the first call that we had together first or second call. So now a year later, he is this close to going, he's got 20 something real estate properties, um, He's got the plan in place. They just had their second baby, which, is, which has slowed them down from quitting. But he is, I mean, we have a call in an hour and I wouldn't be surprised if any of these weeks he is on his own. Yeah, so awesome. So it's, it's, it's pushing. And he just said like that push. And there's another guy named Greg who we, did a, we do these one-day masterminds, which I love in, you know around the country, a full day, eight people and just, we just dive in. And this guy Greg, and he came to it and he's in a full-time job that he hates. He hates the commute. He does Facebook ads on the side. And he built up his business to where you know, it was 75% of what he needed to live. But he, he put this higher number of what he thought he needed to make. He wanted to equal his salary. I'm like, why do you need to equal your salary to quit? How much do you need to live on and a little bit more? So literally at the one day, he wrote all the numbers out and he just smacks himself in the face and we're like, what? He goes, the number that I need to live is about $1,500 shy of what I'm making in my side business. Wow. And I said to him, I was like, so if you can make this much money in the mornings and evenings while working a full-time job and commuting, you're telling me you can't make 15% more when you put that 15, 50 hours back into your, into your workday? And, and three months ago, he quit his job, and he's like, I will never, ever go. Now, he wants to teach this other people. Mm-hmm. So. That's what's so much fun about this.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're teaching some, you're uh, actually, you know, crunching some numbers or doing some other things and giving some people some disciplines to uh, break through, to break through. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about any of these. Uh, let's just say that some of the listeners of our podcast are looking for that breakthrough now, like you did with Adam and, and with Greg. What are just a couple of things that they can learn either from your book or from you now, some disciplines they could do right now to help them move from wherever
1: they're at to where they want to go. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's subtle ones, which I truly believe in, which is I'm always just striving to be better than yesterday. And that's a huge thing for me simply because when I don't think that way, and I think for instance, Oh, I need to have this much money or this much work by this date that can be really overwhelming to certain personalities and they shut down. It's, it's scary. It's overwhelming. But if you think better than yesterday, I need to reach out and connect with 10 people today, every day. That's what I need. And if I do that over a year, all these things happen. I don't worry about yesterday anymore. It doesn't matter. That's past. And I don't worry about tomorrow. You become laser focused on the things that you need to do today. And then that, it's it's Darren Hardy and the compound effect Mm, over and over and over the small things that you don't see any results for a year to a year and a half. All of a sudden you start exploding. Mm-hmm. And we've used that in our life consistently. Everybody's like, what is the hack? The hack is consistency. You know, Seth Godin says, he goes, I wrote 10,000 blog posts. None of them went viral. I just wrote 10,000 blog posts in a row. That's yeah. why I do a daily podcast, consistency and growth. Yeah, the right. other thing is you need to be able to pinpoint what you want your life to look like and take bold actions to do that so that you you upset the apple cart and you change your patterns so that you realize the light, the world didn't end when I did that. Yeah. And those, those are two out to end. Yeah. Of.
0: There you go. And most changes not happen incrementally, does it? You got to go, if you're going to change, you got to do it. I mean, yeah. you got to really go, go for it. And that, that's great. Well, lots of great tips and lots of great things from, the, uh, from your book and, and people can learn from that. And here's one of the great things uh, to share here today is your books, an audio version
1: is free, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it was the it was the advice I got from Seth Godin and John Lee dumas who I'm in a mastermind with, and it was like, why don't you just record the audio book and give it away? If you if you want to get the word out, just and, and I was like, I love it. So I went through the task, the painstaking test of recording it four times to get it right. So <laughs> listening to my voice for 20 hours is not fun. Um but we did it. So it's it's available for anybody that's listening. If they want to download it's totally free on our website, total slash f2f book. So you can just download the book for free.
0: That's great. Right. And they can also get uh, other great insights from your daily, uh, I- I- your daily podcast, the Total Life Freedom Podcast. And uh, you can get some great insights there. Uh, so what are you learning? For, who are you learning from these days? What, are, what books are you reading? What people are you listening and learning from these
1: days that are feeding you now? That's a great question. The Mastermind with John has been huge. He challenges my limiting beliefs. You always need somebody that's doing what you want to do mm-hmm. to push you and to have accountability. So John Lee Dubas is a big help. Pat Flynn's new book, Superfans is wonderful for anybody in this space. Yeah. just Um,
0: Just read that over the weekend myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got to see him at podcast movement about a week ago, which was fantastic. So those are two things right now. And what's funny is I'm in less consumption mode and I'm much more in content creation mode. Once you get focused on what you're doing, I try to tune a lot out and just focus on a handful of people that are helping me and then just keep creating so I can help other people. Great. And so ultimately it's about, uh, if you got to want that freedom, don't you, you got to desire and uh, that burning desire for, for freedom. It has to be more important to you than what you have now. Yeah. You have to be able to willing to give up the good so you can go to what we would consider to be the great.
0: Yeah. Good to great thinking. That's what I, one of the, one of the ways that I love to, uh, put things down. And you, know, you got to understand that, that, that passion for the great has to overcome the, the good. So appreciate you. You've, you got some great things here. And if you, so if you want freedom in your life, your time, your money, your location, your freedom, if you really want it, you got to go for it. Some great insights here from, uh, from Vincent Puglisi. Appreciate you being our guest today, Vincent, on the Pathway to Promise podcast. Thank you so much, Brad. I appreciate it. Awesome to have Vincent Puglisi from Freelance to Freedom, the book, it's a free audio book you can get at his website, which is totallifefreedom.com. Go there and pick up that free audio book and also check out the other resources that he has there on on his website. And, of course, episodes of his podcast are going to be helpful to you as well if you want to have freedom in your life. He chose to go become a freelancer to break the patterns Of an established workplace and to become a freelancer and eventually establish him as an author and a podcaster and having other resources that he makes available for people who want to break free as well. So my question to you, my friends, is what do you want to do in your in your life? What promises can you make to your life? What promises can you make to make a promise to have freedom in your life? To keep your promises and then to experience the power of a promise kept. We invite you to do that. Follow the examples of Vincent. We've got some other great teachers on our, on our podcast website, which is pathwaypromise.com. And we teach about a process called the 40-day way where you can move through, uh, over and around and through adversity in your life to achieve your promise life. But Vincent might say is your freedom life. Your promised life of peace, its peace of mind, prosperity, which includes financial prosperity, it includes health and vitality, and purpose, which is having a purpose, or reason to live. You can do it. I know that you can. Use uh, some of the helpful tools we have here for you on PathwayToPromise.com and make a commitment to yourself. Promise to yourself to make a promise, keep a promise and enjoy the power of A Promise Kept. So till next time, friends, here on the Pathway to Promise podcast, this is Dr. Brad Miller encouraging you to keep your promises because indeed there is power in A Promise Kept.
2: Thanks so much for taking the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. As a subscriber, you'll be a vital part of the Pathway to Promise community. Visit us on the web at pathwaypromise.com. Until next time, remember to stay on your Pathway to Promise.